Not many farm kids today know the phrase, walking the beans. Certainly no town kids do. I'm of that age to remember it well. Walking the beans predates the widespread use of chemical herbicides on soybean crops. Back when farm kids walked the soybean rows to cut corn and weeds out by hand. The corn grew from the last year's crop that had fallen on the ground and not been gleaned. My maternal grandfather was a tenant farmer. He owned no ground. He owned some old equipment all used and a 1954 international pickup truck. Six-cylinder, four-speed manual transmission with a granny gear. The granny gear was only used in the field or with a very heavy load. Ugly green, no power windows, no power steering, and no radio. Designed and used to all feed, seed, and tools. Not city fools. After pre-dawn breakfast of bacon, eggs, pancakes, biscuits with homemade apple butter, and many cups of hot tea with honey, my brother and I weren't old enough to drink coffee, we'd load up that green pickup with tools, water jugs, and a picnic basket with sandwiches for a 10 a.m. snack. Dressed in jeans, t-shirts, ankle-topping work boots, and completed with broad-brimmed hats to keep the beating central Illinois sun off our heads, my brother, then 10, and I, 12, stacked our hoes and other implements of destruction to errant corn stalks, buttonweeds, and noxious plants on the well-worn pickup truck bed. Grandpa Dallas, short, but sturdy, dressed in bib overalls and a slouch hat, ensured a sharp edge on the tools with a trusty file. Into the cab of the pickup, Grandpa wrestling the wheel, David in the middle. I was older and bigger, so I got the pick of the window seat, while he had to contend with the lack of a breeze and that towering gear shift bumping his leg as he sat in the middle. The cool breeze at Six in the morning raised goosebumps on my bare arms. But I knew that by ten or twelve, the sweat would be running my eyes and down my back. A half a mile or so down the tarred country road, Grandpa would ease the pickup over into a field entrance. Out of the pickup we piled. Tailgate down, grabbed the same hoe I used yesterday. We always used the same hoe. Your hands grew used to the feel. A different hoe gives you blisters under the calluses. Get the one that feels right. Forty acres of soybeans, thigh high to a grade school boy, stretching before us in rows straight as the yardstick that Grandma kept in the kitchen for potential, though seldom used, disciplinary purposes. Grandpa didn't think much of farmers who couldn't plow or plant a straight furrow. Whether living his life or planting a field, Grandpa believed in plowing a straight furrow. With the sun fully up and not a shade tree in sight, we lined up with near military precision. Grandpa took the first four rows, David the next four rows, and I the next. Two rows of soybeans is as far as you can reach with a hoe. So we each had two rows to the right and two rows to the left. Commencing at the east end of the field, we marched three abreast, pausing only to decapitate any and all green invaders of the bean field. Slow, steady work. The only sounds that of buzzing insects or the occasional crow. No Sony Walkman. No Apple iPhone. No Beats headphone to distract from the work at hand. Those are all decades of the future. Step, 
Swing ho and chop. Step, swing ho and chop. Wipe sweat. Step, swing ho and chop. End of row. Wheel formation about. Head back to the east. Pickup truck. A small silhouette against the sheen of the glistening round corn mills. The only break in the monotonous step, step, swing, cut, step, step, swipe, sweat. The pause at the pickup for a cup of cold water from the gallon Coleman jug. Grandpa explained the importance of not missing a single stalk of corn or buttonweed. The green elevator will send a man out to inspect our fields. And if there's corn or weeds in the beans, they'll dock the price we get. He went on to tell us that it could cost as much as 10 cents a bushel, or even more. Now, 10 cents doesn't sound like much today, but in 1961 dollars, that works out to about 83 cents a bushel. Still doesn't sound like much, until it's multiplied times thousands of bushels. Now we're starting to talk some money. It means the difference between plenty of fuel oil for the winter, or keeping the thermostat down to 60 and wearing a sweater all the time. It means the difference between having money to pay for next year's seed and fuel or going back to the bank to borrow for that seed and fuel. Step, swing, chop. Step, swing, chop. Step, swing, chop. Until Grandpa pulls his chrome-plated pocket watch from the top pocket of his faded blue denim bib overalls. Ten o'clock. Time for a sandwich. A clock in my belly could have told him that. Break in the shade of the corn bin to wolf down the cold sandwich. Back at it until 1 p.m. Time for a break until the sun fades a bit. Back to the white farmhouse in the shade of the porch. Doze until 4. And then back to walking the beans. Our pay? 50 cents an acre. My mom didn't think we should be paid at all. But Grandpa insisted. We earned it, he said. Again, that doesn't sound like much. But a Snickers or a Milky Way was a nickel then, so we were pretty doggone wealthy. My brother and I walked the beans from the time we were big enough to handle a hoe until we were old enough to get paying jobs off the farm. We weren't the first of the grandkids to walk the beans. My grandparents had 12 kids. Most of them stayed around Tuscola and had kids. Grandkids before me walked the beans. Grandkids after me walked the beans. The hose wore down from the file. Younger grandkids got new hose and blisters. I got an Air Force uniform. My brother an Army uniform. Grandpa still had that old green international the day he died. Nobody walks the beans anymore. (laughs) ¶¶